Happy Tuesday. Today we are going to talk about those dedicated golfers that come to your golf course multiple times a week. What do we do for those core players? I think we need to talk a little bit about our top 20%. We'll do that after the intro. Here we go. This is the Find the Green podcast with your host, PGA Master Professional, Jason Rockhold. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in today. We are going to talk a little bit about taking care of those heavy, heavy players that we call our top 20%, or if we really want to dive into it, it's the Pareto principle where 20% of the people are going to take care of about 80% of your total play, which means the other 80% of players are only going to do about 20%. Believe it or not, if you print out your playlist and do it by member, you'll actually start to go down that list and see that your top 20% is probably not an entire 80%, but definitely in that 70% range. So we really want to do something to take care of these people that are truly the lifeblood of the facility. And generally with everything that we talk about, growing the game and bringing more players in and, and trying to find new connections that can get more people to the golf course and trying to build those relationships. But today I want to dive into those core golfers, the people that are coming to your golf course on a daily basis, a couple times, three times a week, maybe. But they are the ones that are actually paying the bills. Like we said, 80% of the total revenue is coming from this group. So what are we going to do for them? I think we definitely need to sit down and talk a little bit about how we do that. So one of the things that I definitely want you to do is let's find out who they are, okay? And there's a lot of different ways that you can figure out who your top 20% is. It can be based on your total dollars spent at the golf course. Uh, It can be based on your total rounds that they've played. And some places even include how many guests that that person brings. That counts as part of their rounds. Sometimes it counts as a doubler because they have a potential to become a new member. It could also be total pro shop spend. But what you really want to look at is get a list from somebody that has played 190 times this year and somebody that has played one time this year and get that list and put it together, break it down and find out where your top 20% is. And then you can start to do some things that will make not only the people that are in that 20% happy, but it will make the people that are outside that 20% say, man, maybe we should go and play golf one more round so we can get in that inner circle. If you can make it a benefit for them to be in that top tier or that top 20% that you call your VIPs or there could be a lot of different names for it. I'll talk a little bit about some of the different things that I've done over my career. But if you can start to show value in being a part of that top 20%, you're going to start to see people utilizing their extra time to come out to the golf course, spend a little bit more money with you guys so that they can be in that group. Okay. Now, depending on the type of golf course you work at, there 
are a lot of programs out there that offer rewards programs and a lot of things that are done automatically through the software that you already have purchased. Sometimes you just have to activate that, talk to your software company for either your point of sale or your T-sheet and try to figure out a way that you can really track those numbers and give anything from like rewards points to tracking dollars, tracking rounds, and even if you have to fall all the way back to tracking it manually through an Excel program, hopefully you don't have to go all the way back to that. But for some golf courses that have 20 or 30, maybe 40 rounds a day, they're not really looking to have a, a T-sheet that is automated that really makes no sense. So tracking that by an Excel program can definitely keep you up to speed on how many players are going through and only take you a few minutes a day to make sure that you get it done accurately. Now, one scenario that I've done in the past is we've actually developed a rewards program that had multiple tiers. It was designed almost identically to how you would get airline miles. You'd start to build up those miles and then you would achieve different levels. For example, if you would come out and play golf and spend five, $600 over the course of the year, then you would get into a certain level like the silver level. And then if you spent a thousand or $1,500, you would get into the gold level and $2,500 would get you into that platinum level. And if you got to 5,000, it was the holy cow level. I'm not sure. I think it was something different than holy cow. But one of the big things that you want to know is the program was designed so that you could utilize your points and spend them on range baskets or something like that. And as you built up those reward points, you could spend them using each point as an equivalent of 10 cents. So if you wanted to go out and hit some range balls and it cost $8, then it would cost you 80 points to do that. If you wanted to play golf and it was $50 to play, it cost you 500 points to do that. So what tended to happen was when we started these tiers where your points had to be at a certain level, people stopped spending their points. They kept them so that they could get to that next level because the silver level would get you a free basket of golf balls a day. And the next level would get you a free lunch with your round. And then at the top level, it would give you free free cart fees. And at the very, very top level, you'd get a pro to go out and teach you how to play. I I really don't even think we had that top. I think there were just three levels, but that would be a really good top level though for people. I think, I think they'd really enjoy having a pro come out and help them if they were at the very, very top level. But the key thing about this is these people that were getting in that upper level, they could spend those points and go out and play golf for free six, seven, eight times because of the amount of points that they had. But but they kept them, they held on to them just so that they could get into that higher VIP status. And that's where that 20% that we're talking about with Pareto's principle is the more that you can give to that top 20%, the more dedicated they're going to be. And they're also going to be the icons of a customer, which will be seen by all the other customers that are interested in becoming that VIP golfer. So by having that upper echelon group that's 
it's your high spend group, it will show that you guys really treat the people that help you out and spend a lot of money with you. You treat them really, really well. And if these people come out and they're new golfers or people that are new to your golf course and see that, oh, wow, if I come out and play three times a week, then I could definitely be a part of that VIP group and I could get free lunch and free cart fees and and even a free basket of golf balls. So I really enjoy having that VIP status. So I'm going to go out and spend some money. One of the cool things that we did with that is we did total spend. It didn't have to be on rounds of golf. So that encouraged people to buy sets of golf clubs at the golf course. And it was one of the selling points for the staff that they would come out and say, if you bought your clubs through us, you're automatically going to get into that first level because you spent $1,500 on your set of golf clubs. That gets you into the gold level. And that means that every time you come out, you get a free meal every time you play golf and you get a range basket of golf balls before you play. So it really allowed you to do that add-on benefit to the sale so that you could tell them that their purchase is going to allow them to have free lunch every time they play golf at the golf course and get range balls. There is no discount store or big box retailer that's going to be able to compete with such a year-long benefit like this that would continue out. Now, you could go to Dick's Sporting Goods and they'll give you 10% off of your purchase, which is $150. But if you purchase it at the golf course, and let's say that you play 30 times this year. So you get 30 rounds where you get an 6 or $7 meal. So there's $180 to $210 right there. Plus you get free baskets of golf balls, which are $7 every time you go out. So all of these things start to add up just by having that dedication to that golf course. So we definitely saw a lot of people that were building their way up to that platinum range so that they could get those free cart fees. And all of a sudden they were excited about coming to the golf course as much as they could because they knew that they were going to get golf balls and they were going to get a meal and they were going to get cart fees just because of their dedication to the golf course. Now we had a very elaborate computer system. We had multiple systems that were working together. So I can totally understand how doing something like this might be way too much for what you offer at the golf course or the software programs that you have at the golf course. So there are other ways that you can reward people that do that. And like I said, if you get that list and you find that top 20 people, it it really gives you a good idea of who they are. And you can do little things like you can do a special VIP day with your food and beverage and give them free meal. Let's say if you want to even go that far, you could give them a free meal that day or you could do it for cost of what it costs you for that day. These are little things that you can give back and just show your appreciation because believe me, even if the gesture is only four or five dollars or something that is very minimal compared to their overall spend, just the fact that you're calling them out, you're giving them that recognition and saying thank you for being one of our top 20%, they will be so appreciative of that recognition and they will be really excited about being there. But as always, the more that you give them, the more they're going to be excited about it. So you could do, you know, golf for free or golf for a cart fee for a specific day. You could do a free range week for your VIPs or even do a golf tournament that is specifically for those people that have reached those different levels of top 20% of your golfers at your golf course. Now, you could also go another route and 
and give them a coupon code to be able to buy stuff online at your online store or give them a VIP number that allows them to purchase things for 20% off or do a special month where it allows them to purchase things for 30 or 40% off. All of these things show that you are appreciating their dedication to your golf course by giving them an incentive to do that. So I highly recommend dedicating a little bit of your time and a little bit of your resources to paying back these people that are giving 80% of your total revenue. I think it's totally worth it. I, I really feel that the more that you can reward those people, the more they're going to get on a soapbox for you and say, I really am excited that I'm a part of this golf course. Last week, they had a tournament for those of us that come out all the time. It was really great. They put on a great show. They made hamburgers and hot dogs and we got them for free. It was part of the event and they gave away some gift certificates to everybody that came out and played. So little things like that really go a long way. And they're things that with proper marketing, you can put them in your email blast and say, we just want to say congratulations to John Doe who won our VIP tournament that we throw every year for our top 20% of people that come to the golf course. And by promoting it, it also shows those people that are coming to the facility 10 or 20 times that are just outside of that top 20%. They'll be coming in and saying, well, that's cool. How did they get into that VIP and how far am I away from doing it? Do I have to play another 10 more times to be able to get a part of that VIP? Or do I have to spend a little bit more money? What do I have to do to get into that top 20%? And that will give them a goal to come out a little bit more frequently. And just like we talk about, there's three ways to raise more revenue at your golf course. You need to get more golfers to come out and play your golf course. Number two, you raise the cost of the rounds and hope that the level of play stays about the same. Or the third one, and this is the one that we're talking about today, you get the people that are already playing to play a little bit more at your golf course. So this is the one that I wanted to talk about today. We haven't really spent a whole lot of time on really rewarding those core golfers, but you're going to find that if you start to reward those core golfers, you're going to see an increase in their play and an increase in their spend at the golf course. Well, that's all I got for today. Have a great week. I hope you're enjoying the beginning part of March and I will talk to you next Tuesday. If you have any questions, please feel free to hit me up on any of my social medias or in my email address. All of that is located in the outro. Have a great week. See ya. Thanks for listening to this week's Find the Green podcast with PGA Master Professional Jason Rockhold. Hit subscribe now to get the latest Find the Green podcast with new episodes uploaded every week. Email your questions and comments to jrockhold at pga.com or reach out on your favorite social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Find the Green.